Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of Automated Seller Podcast. Today I have a special guest, Jaime. Hi, Jaime. How are you? Hey, Jacob. How are you? Great. Doing good. Thank thanks. You. And thanks for being here. So I know, Jaime, that you are the ex-Amazon seller and you are the Amazon consultant with a impressive 12 years or experience, but I would love you to basically, um, yeah, if you could introduce yourself to the audience and what you are doing at the moment. So, yeah, so like you said, my name is Jaime Zabidi, um, Amazon seller for 12 years. I started off in apparel and I lived off of uh, a few listings for many, many years, did very well. And I realized I have a gift. Well, just because I, not that I was born with it, but that I just put so much time into learning Amazon that I really figured out how the algorithm works. And I didn't really know about the importing of merchandise that well. So a few things happened where I brought in goods uh, from China, made a few mistakes. And then I decided, let me focus on what I know best, which is building listings on Amazon. So that's, started that's, doing it for people who had stock. Mm -hmm. that, that's amazing, yeah. actually. I, I would like to focus first on um, your experience on selling on Amazon and, and creating the brands from scratch. Like, first of all, what initially, initially sparked your interest in Amazon? How did you start it? So I was working in uh, retail. I was uh, supervising 30 retail stores uh, in uh, New York City. And I was driving from store to store. And it was a very, very, very crazy job um, working six days a week and 12 hours a day and i decided to buy some of the goods some of the merchandise from the store uh, i bought some of it and i put it online i put it on shopify and on amazon and both did well but the amazon really took off and that was just like the beginning of the journey and then started buying directly from uh the people the wholesalers mm -hmm. goes on and on should i continue or Sorry, should I continue about the story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, okay. I actually wonder how did you end up later creating the the brands uh, on it? You know, yeah. So afterwards, so, mm -hmm. yeah. So I started buying from people, um, from wholesalers, putting up my own listings, and I grew a, cl a clothing brand. And after that, um, like I said, it was doing very well. And I was bringing in container loads of the merchandise for three different listings, container loads. They were all like bestsellers. And I didn't, uh, I didn't negotiate properly with the suppliers. So I lost a lot of money on multiple occasions, uh, two different containers. One of them, the items were damaged. Uh, the sizing was wrong. And then the other container, it smelt like uh, fish. So it was completely... <laughs> threw money in the garbage. I didn't know how to take care of that. So then after that, I said, let me focus on Amazon. So I started going up to people and showing people who have very big companies. I was showing them that my Amazon sales are much stronger than theirs. And I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a nobody. I'm, I made up my own brand and they're a big brand company and I'm doing much more than them. So I said, how could it be possible? Obviously you guys are focusing on what you're good at, but I'm good at Amazon. So let me show you what I could do. So um, people gave me chances and I, I proved myself. I worked very hard at it and uh, word spread. You know, Jaime did this listing for me. 
um, a lot of private label, and then it spread to people who have uh, licenses. So I built up a lot of private label brands for people, one after another, and then people that had uh, exclusives in different categories, such as uh, iHome, um, Levi's, um, Champion, Russell, Fila, things like that. They gave me chances to build their listings also for certain categories and built them up and they became million dollar plus listings and just, you know, word of mouth spreads. That, that, that's actually amazing portfolio of, of brands that, that worked with you. Um, and also, I mean, your, your, your history with Amazon itself, it's, it's just amazing. Not, there's so many sellers who are trying, but I, I guess they are just giving up too early on this and regarding building, um, listings that sell over $1 million uh, a year. Um, I wonder what, what's your secret to such a success? Like how, uh, are, can you help or give some advice to, to sellers who want to achieve it? First of all, it's, uh, don't, don't give up, never give up because one of my best listings that I, that I was selling and doing very well with was a mistake where I was previously buying a decent, you know, like a mediocre listing and it was doing well. And then by accident, they sent me something else. And I was so upset. The supplier sent me the wrong thing. I need this other one. And, and I listed it on Amazon as well. I said, let me give it a try. I listed it on Amazon. And that new, that mistake that they sent me became my bestseller. And then I started phasing out the other items. And it's really just, you know, like not giving up, you know, really networking with people. That was one of my listings where it just came, uh, you know, by mistake and it became great. And other, the other one, like I was struggling for so long trying to figure it out. And then I met somebody and they, they just helped me out. They told me, Jaime, if you look over here and they were showing me things with the algorithm, like this, they were showing me these guys, they're selling much more than you. They don't have a, they don't have a superpower. They just know something that you don't know. So you have to learn You have to learn Amazon, like how it works, how the algorithm works. And you could, you could just sell as much as them or more. Totally. And, and everyone could do it. That that's, 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 that's actually true. And uh, for the algorithm, I, I really wonder also, especially nowadays, I mean, uh, we've been at Prosper show. We, we've seen so many companies now, uh, even this podcast, right? It, it's named automated seller podcast, but I know that, um, in the end, um, the actual success on Amazon is, is because you put in the work. It's not that you just use some software and it did everything for you, especially with the nowadays buzzword AI. Uh, I actually wonder what's your opinion on, on such a software? Like, can you become successful seller just by, um, getting some software, um, and yeah, make it live in it and just, you know, trusting it that it does the job or actually, um, you think that you need to put in, in, in work. There's, there's a, it's a combination. I think you have to have trust for software because you need to be able to scale things, um, and automate things because it's very hard to do things without some sort of automation, but also you need to, you need to also use your common sense and your, and your brain. It's not, sometimes it's not only about how many clicks that I get and there was no conversion. Now let me negative the keyword. And, and there's so many different factors, you know, sometimes, uh, an item won't convert well on a keyword because it doesn't have enough reviews yet. And, you know, like maybe that, like if I had an automated system testing out that keyword and it says, Oh, this is a bad keyword for it, but maybe down the road, it'll be a good one. And I shouldn't just forget it. Maybe I should pause it now and, and 
try it again later on, or there has to be some sort of you're using your brain uh, uh, combination for sure. Mm -hmm. Totally. And uh, actually, I, I wonder, um, basically, during your 12 years of experience and mastering the algorithm, did you actually notice that it's constantly changing? Like, did, did you have some old strategies that worked in the past, but now they are not working? Um, I just wonder. Uh, yeah, it's changing. It's changing all the time. It's, it's crazy. It's always changing. You always have to be in, uh, like, I'm always, I'm in a lot of different group chats and, you know, always talking to different sellers. That's how I learn a lot, you know, just networking with, with big sellers and seeing what happens to other people and trying to figure out with them. Um, things always change. I remember years and years ago, uh there was there was an algorithm change and i was like oh my god this is uh this is the end of amazon like I'm, how am i gonna <laughs> how am i gonna rank my product how am i gonna build my product anymore it used to be back in the day you know you used to be able to give uh give things away for reviews you know everyone did it mm -hmm. you give things away you can get reviews verified reviews and then they changed it and said um you can give things away but it's not going to be verified or and it has to have a disclaimer or maybe it was verified, but it has to have a disclaimer. We have received this review in exchange. We have received this product in exchange for a review for an honest review. Mm -hmm. And then they and like, okay. And then we're like, okay, it makes it look a little bit cheesy, but fine. We can still do it. Then they said, you can't give away products for reviews. And I was like, wow, mm -hmm. how are we going to, how are we going to even start products anymore? There's guys with so many reviews. How are we going to do it? I'm, Because before that, it used to be allowed, and then it wasn't allowed. Mm -hmm. Things are always changing, but now you have the Vine program, which I love. It is, you know, there's certain tactics that I use with, with Vine, you know, like starting it off at a low price mm -hmm. to make sure that you get good reviews. Because if you, even though they're getting it for free, they'll still leave your bad reviews based on uh, what, the, what the sale price would be. But yeah, mm -hmm. I'm always, always following the changes just all the time, every few months. Mm -hmm. changes and, and and when you're saying actually that the listing is is uh, successful that you know the algorithm like what does it mean for the listing that it's actually ranking high in a search or does it always win the buy box like what's for you like a, you know that you are winning on amazon and um basically you're profitable in the end so, uh, I was going to say winning on Amazon means that you're, that you're profitable, that, that you, you know, that's the, that's the long-term goal. Like you can, a lot of people that get addicted to just selling and selling, I want to move a lot of units and they don't have a, they don't have a goal where, okay, you know what I mean? Uh, by this, by this target date, I'm going to start making money. They just want to move a lot of units and they get addicted to, to having a very impressive, like a BSR, bestseller ranking. But My, my, like, you know, it's going correct. You know, it's going in the right direction when you start ranking organically for good keywords and you start building your real estate, because if you're only living off of the PPC, um, once you shut off your ads, you have nothing to, to bring in the sales. So, like, it's very important to make sure that you're, that the organic sales are increasing all the time. Mm -hmm. You have to have that or else there's no long-term, it's not, a, it's not a business. Once you shut off your advertising, When somebody else has a bigger budget than you, or you can't afford the cost per clicks anymore, you're out of business. Mm -hmm. Yes, I also see. I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. Like I'm not the Amazon expert. I only know how to code and connect to SPAPI. But um, I, I feel like there's a trend, um, especially here in, in Europe. I see a lot of companies they are putting 
thousands of listings, like literally so many different iterate, like let's say permutation, um, different color and so on as a separate listing also listing also from different, um, accounts. I, I don't even think if it's a kind of, um, com, you know, legal completely with Amazon, uh, term, terms and conditions. But I feel like right now it's much better to create one solid brand and one solid listing that will sell just um, more often, as you said, build it also that it ranks organically. Um, rather than having like multiple, I don't know, thousands of different ASINs. So I completely agree. I personally, I like, that's my whole strategy. I don't work with people that they want you to build up thousands of listings. And I don't believe that they have a big enough budget to do that. And even if they say they do, when it's time to advertise and when it's time to really make sure you have enough inventory for each one, they're not there. They want to send in 20 units of a SKU or or 50 units of a, of each child, it's not enough to really build it up. So like you have to, like my whole thing is make sure that you can put, you know, you build a beautiful listing, rank it to the top. And it's something that you can sell 50, a hundred, 200, 300 units a day, like build it very, very strong. And then you go to another one. Like there's no point of having so many listings that you can't focus on what's good, what's bad. And then, and then, you start having meetings, you know, I, I see people, they start having meetings. What are we going to do about this listing? You know, mm -hmm. it's not selling. What are we going to do about this listing? It's not selling. They're having hour long meetings about what's not selling and they're not focusing on what's paying their bills. The thing that's making them money, they're not even talking about, oh, this is doing good. Okay. But how could it do better? Maybe we can improve it by looking at the customer reviews. Maybe we can bring in a better color. Maybe we, you could build off it something, but they're looking at only the things that are wasting their time. And it's, it, it's, it's wasting so much of their time because they're making meetings about it. So yeah, you focus on something you build a good listing, make it very, very strong. You know, you do it right. And, and, and sometimes people will, like I said, they'll have very small quantities for each. You have thousands of units. How many units are you going to have for each SKU? Like people forget that. Like I always say, it's very important. Obviously you can't run out of stock. You run out of stock. It's very bad. Everyone just goes above you. You disappear. Mm -hmm. But if you run low on stock also, it's very, very bad. Some people could have, you know, what? Oh, I have 50 units. I have 40 units in stock. I'm not out of stock, but your units are not in every fulfillment center. That means somebody from a different state somewhere wants to buy it. Maybe they're not going to be able to get it in two days. Maybe they're going to have it in four days or five days or six days. And your conversion rate's not going to be as good. It doesn't matter. You have ten units in stock. It's not. It's not covering everywhere. Like it's. You have. You have to show Amazon. They're like a regular retail store. They want to see how many units are here right now, and this is how much it equals. Like in, into into their pocket. Once we sell through it, they can't read yeah. your mind and tell that you're going to send it in. And I think it's it's very actually uh, valuable insight that that you gave, and it's actually also related to uh, one of the client cases that we have so um for one of our clients actually we we've built custom repricer right and pretty much i mean the algorithm is really good um the repricer works right away for all of his listings and he wins the buy box i think on 70 percent of all of his listings which is really a lot um and then i i know that whenever he's not winning the buy box he's super angry and he's calling us like why why is he not winning the buy box and the thing is that actually that there are other um factors that also comes to the play it's not only the price or like how your repricer works effective 
um, how adjust the, adjust the price compared to the your competition uh, prices, but also factors such as yeah, you need to have the, um, the stock, you need to have a units across all of the fulfillment centers. All of this matters actually. So yeah, exactly, definitely. Um, now, uh, Jaime, I wonder for um, if you work with a client and and you want to basically help him or her create a, such a profitable winning listing um what's the strategy could you actually tell us a little bit more of of the process um how you work with clients yeah so first i'll look at the product that they have and, and make sure it's something that i believe in because you know so many products out there are even though every product you could you know you could make a winner some products you need a lot of money to really build it up you know there's some certain certain supplements, you know, or certain electronics, you got to make sure that you have very good quality in electronics. You can't just have something that's going to get killed with bad reviews or, or with, or with supplements. You have to make sure that you have a right budget. So I'll look at it and I'll say, okay, first, is there a demand for this product? And then, and then I'll tell them, you know, what's realistic, what's a, what's a realistic investment that they would have to have to be able to keep up with the competition because we're in one store, you know, like Amazon is, you think of it like it's one store and, and there's 10 guys, you know, the top 10 guys are on the same shelf. You're showing up right next to these guys. You have to make sure that you can compete with them in order to, if you want to stay competitive, if you want to make the sales, you got to make sure that you belong, that you do everything right. So I'll make sure that we have all that. Then I'll make sure that very important to be brand registered. You know, a lot of people, they do the brand registry late. They can't do certain things like my, my, the most important thing, which I think is Vine. You know, if you don't have Vine, um, you're not going to be able to build up reviews quickly. And, you know, even though Vine could take a few weeks to get the reviews, if you don't have Vine, it could take a few months. And then you're spending money on ads and, you know, you're not converting. So, like, if you're doing that, you're showing Amazon from the beginning it's a bad listing. You're, you're showing them that it's not converting well and you could be destroying the whole future of this listing because, you know, it's all about going in with a bang and showing Amazon that it's the right product from the beginning. And then you got to make sure that the listing is properly optimized. A lot of times people don't have an optimized listing or they'll, they'll optimize it what they think is optimized without looking at the data, without looking at a tool like Helium 10 or... You know, they'll just eyeball it or they'll, or they'll try to make it very customer, you know, buyer friendly, but they won't try to make it uh, algorithm friendly. So, like, you got to find the combination between every everything. Um, mm -hmm. After that, you know, once you have an optimized listing and roll it in Vine, you got to make sure that the price is perfect. You know, you don't want to start it off in the beginning at a very high price with no reviews. And you, you want to show Amazon that you know, it's a good product from the beginning that people want to buy it. So the only way to do that is to have like an introductory, uh, like, a, like, a, like a low price, something good. And you have to plan all that out in the beginning. You have to plan out your price, plan out that you're going to enroll it in Vine and get good reviews, that you're going to raise your price every month or every couple of weeks until to, to, to it hits your target. Um, you got to look, you got to track all the keywords on Helium 10. You know, all the sales come down to, if you really want to make it simplify, you know, you could just say all the sales are going to be maybe 10, 10 keywords are going to drive the majority of my sales. So mm -hmm. I like, you have to be looking at those keywords on, on keyword track or whatever tool you use. You can't not be looking at your organic rank and seeing what's, what's happening. 
Uh, there's there's so much that, that goes into it, but totally. I don't even know. And yeah. Uh, just actually be before you even start um like you know helping with actually optimization uh, of the listing price keywords I, I wonder like do you think um that you can still win uh put like in every like product category right now if you start with a fresh uh, listing or do you think that it's some of the product categories like niches are like totally oversaturated and you actually recommend your clients not to even start there some some categories are just so oversaturated like it, it depends if you if you're a factory if you own a factory of uh bluetooth headphones and you want to go into that you know or whatever whatever the, the keyword is if you if you're a supplement factory then that's your business and i believe you should be on amazon no matter what mm -hmm. but you have to understand who you're going up against and there's certain categories that are just so competitive that these guys have so much money that they're willing to they're they're willing to say you know what i'm not going to make money for a full year i'm going to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars into this into this listing because i i have a factory i'm producing this forever like so if, if you're going into something and you're saying you know what i'm going to try a few thousand units or something and you're going against a guy with unlimited budget You're gonna, you're not going to win that. You're not going to win that. So in that case, you, you better find something that's a little bit more realistic. Depend. It depends mm -hmm. financially what you could do. But there's definitely there's definitely markets that places that are flooded and and oversaturated. Very hard to get into. Do you have actually some predictions right now or like um, trends that you see that is easier to get on Amazon when you are like selling eggs? What do you mean? I'm sorry. Like, I, for example, I just had a call, um, like with also one guy from that's running agency, but it's, uh, in, in Germany and I, we see right now the trend that in the past, it was, um, usually that we were copying products from Amazon US to Amazon Europe, um, because you know, Amazon there here was just later. So you could just do that easily. Now Amazon US seems like it's super competitive, oversaturated. However, in Europe, there's, uh, there are a few trends, uh, for example, eco-friendly products or handmade uh, products. And now people, sellers from Europe are expanding um, to US market and winning um, in those pro product categories, you know. And I just wonder uh, if you know some categories, niches or unique products um, that right now are trending and you can get on Amazon and easily expand there. There's a... It's very interesting that you said that. I don't really know the categories at the top of my head. I think every category has certain certain spots that are open. Like you know, you might you might think supplements are very very hard, but there are some supplements that people aren't touching, or or there are some dog uh, pet accessories that people aren't touching. Home and kitchen, there's things that people aren't touching. Uh, even even care package. There's, there's so many different things that. There are things that are open, but you just have to look and you have to do your research. So you need you to be also creative, I believe. <laughs> yeah, you have to be. You can't just go in and say, I'm going to buy. It's not the days where people would just go on Alibaba and say, give me this listing and and just list yeah. it like that. You know, that's uh, totally. time dead. Yeah. Now, now I wanted to talk about one of your like case studies, um, biggest achievements uh, that you took a client from $3 million per year in sales to $24 million in sales uh, in, in two years. Could you, could you yes. actually uh, share with us this uh, case study? 
So there, there were a few, there were a few reasons that, you know, first of all, they, this company was running out of stock. Can, can you tell us every... what's the company or is it like NDA secret? Uh, I can't tell, uh, I can't tell what the company, uh, who the company is. Um, but this company was running out of stock, you know, and just replenishing like, like they would have, it was a clothing, so they would have multiple colors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one size, one color sells out and then they'll bring in, okay, no problem. We have other colors. We have other colors, but they were, they weren't realizing that Amazon ranks each child ASIN. So like, if you have one color and this color is a good color, it doesn't matter that you have another color that uh, once that main color, that MVP goes down and, and sells out, your listing crashes. It, it doesn't it doesn't stay in the same spot just because you have something else. Maybe it won't die completely, but it crashes. So this company was running out every year. They would run out and they would bring back in and it would run out and they'd bring back in. And Amazon doesn't like that. Amazon wants to see that it's something that they could rely on, not something that's selling out and that it does good and then you disappear again for months. So I told them you have to you have to air in this you have to air in the items. And they were like, we're going to lose a little money. We're going to lose a few dollars a piece. It's not worth it. We're going to lose a couple thousand dollars. And I was like, I promise you it's worth it because you're going to show Amazon, like the longer you have the listing in stock, the more it ranks for, for there's hundreds of little keywords that are getting ranked and ranked. And when you sell out, it disappears completely. So the longer you're, you're in stock and you're showing Amazon a good success rate, it's going to keep getting better and better. And, and one listing just really, really took off. Um, and that was one of the things. And what was the other thing? And the other thing was that they were focusing on so many items. They were focusing on, like we said before, they were focusing on a lot of items and not focusing just on a couple of the main items that bring the most money. So we said, let's, let's, let's bring in other colors of this, or let's make sure that this size doesn't, doesn't sell out. Just being very on top of the inventory and very focused on what's working and whatever is not working, just get rid of, just destroy. Because that's mm-hmm. that's wasting all your brain power. That's wasting all your time, your money, your employees' time. Like just if you're doing good on something now and you're not even like like they were doing good on something, you know, so you're doing a few million dollars, you're doing decent. But you're not even tracking the keywords, so like you mm-hmm. don't even know what you're doing. Like whatever's happening is happening by accident. It's happening, the wind. You know, like you're not. Imagine you focus on it. You could. That's it. And and then sky's the limit. You know, there's guys doing millions and millions of dollars. It's crazy. So really, totally. just focusing, making sure you don't sell out. And how about actually expanding to other marketplaces? Like, do you also help your clients to do that, or you're only focusing on Amazon US? So I only focus on Amazon US. Um, I just, I, I, that's what I'm good at. I, you know, I don't like to, I tried once back when I was a seller myself and the merchandise just costed me like double the amount of money to get there, the yeah. weight, and you have to open up a new, um, I had to open up a new uh, tax ID in the UK. It just wasn't oh, yeah. for me. So I figured not saying it's not a great move. I'm sure there's a lot, a lot of money to be made there, 
but there's also a lot of money to be made in the Amazon US market that I know I can help with. So I focus Definitely. here. And it's good that you just focus on your strength. I think that's yeah. uh, what matters in the end. And also, I don't like just uh, when, when companies just force are forced to expand to other marketplaces because what, what matters in the end, as you said, it's, it's a profit, uh, not the revenue. Uh, exactly. And, uh, and Amazon, I mean, you know, Amazon can catch you off very quickly. And you can end up not profitable, even though you're making a lot of revenue. Um, and especially when you expand to other marketplaces. I mean, there are other factors that comes to play. First of all, like ta taxes, um, like entities, and then logistics. So th there's a lot of uh, factors to consider. Um, but we have a lot of actually uh, clients that um, are from Europe and are expanding to Amazon US and I think also nowadays with a lot of actually services that are out there, it's easier and easier. I recently talked with um, Tactical Logistics um, and they are responsible actually from A to Z, pretty much everything related to logistics. So again, it's easier and easier than it used to be, but definitely it requires hard work as well. Exactly. You know, I know that F. Ryan is a great guy. Like I said, it's just something that I don't know well enough that I would want to tell somebody, let me take you there and promise. I, I, I promise what I know I can deliver. You know, I'm not, that's why if somebody says, can you do Walmart for me? Can yeah. you do eBay for me? Like I, I can't, I don't want to try. I know I can do a great job at Amazon for you. Everything else I, I don't want. It's, it's not, it's not my strength. I'm not, I'm not here to juggle things and toy, you know, I, let me show mm -hmm. you what I know I could do. Totally. Um, also, I wonder what do you, what trends do you see right now emerging in the world of Amazon? Um, how do you prepare your clients uh, to those changes? Um, do you have anything actually that you could talk? Um, trends? Changes, trends, um, anything you actually right now and anything that is happening in Amazon world? Um, I know that people... I don't know, it's not happening, but it should be happening that people start sending in their merchandise from now to prepare for Prime Day um, and start tracking all their keywords and making sure that their listing is going to be the best that it's ever been for Prime Day. Because I don't know if you saw, I, I put out a video once where my sales literally 10x'd and I did very little, very little advertising on Prime Day just because I made sure that my listing was ranked organically you know, at that time when there was just so much traffic. So, you know, it's not a change in Amazon, but it's something that I think everyone should be preparing is just sending in enough stock that, because once Amazon, Amazon releases the date and once um, everyone starts sending it in at the same time, oh, yeah. it's going to get crazy delayed and people miss out. The same thing happens with like uh, yeah. Q4, you know, people, you have to expect a delay, so. That's that's also exactly what Ephraim said. Oh yeah, to logistics. So <laughs> that's actually that's amazing. I I also want to share actually one big change that people are just not aware. I mean, I'm talking mostly about sellers, agencies. I mean, pretty much everyone who is using some software. Uh, there's actually the biggest change that is going on uh, Amazon World, but no one really cares and no one really knows. For us, it's a business, so I'll have to share it. It's the migration to the new API. So there was like old MWS API. It was there for, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. And since two years, they introduced the new SP API, Selling Partner API. And all of the new systems are running on this API. But 
some of the automation, some of the old systems are still using the old API. So for everyone who is listening, uh, if you are not aware of this topic, definitely Google this out. I mean, we can also help. But I think this is also worth mentioning because even at Prosper Show, not many people even were aware what's SP API. So <laughs> just, just. I, yeah. I saw a few. I saw a few uh, posts about that also, but I didn't know. You're the expert with SP API, so I don't even know how to explain or exactly Definitely. what's going to even happen. But I saw something was going on with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, July 1st, I, or? yeah, it was July 1st. I think it's and now they pushed postponed. it off, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I had the call with their uh, core team actually from Seattle and I told them that no one really cares that they should push it more and so on. And they, they, after the call, I mean, I don't think it's <laughs> the reason why I think it's coincidence, but they, after the call, they actually pushed the deadlines. <laughs> so it Maybe it's not a coincidence. Fun. I think you have the, I think you have the pull. Oh yeah. But uh, I mean, I'll tell you what, ha- what will happen. Um, I, Definitely uh, hope no one will like be influenced by it. But if, if someone will be, will be influenced, then definitely uh, it will be per, per person. Because if you are using the software and it will just turn turn it off, like the old API, everything will crash. I mean, you no longer will be able to use it, right? So we've seen this in um, one marketplace in Europe, actually. It's called Allegro, very popular one. It's Literally, a uh, funny thing is they have a fight in Poland uh, to become number one marketplace like with Amazon. I mean, Amazon is pump- pumping a lot of money right now to win with Allegro and Allegro just uh, standing uh, strong. But anyway, uh, there was literally this case and so many businesses um, got influenced by this because n- no one really cared, right? Everyone ca- cares uh, after they do actually something with their business. So, um, you know, just some interesting tip. Very and yeah, nice. Uh, Jaime, I actually wanted to ask you um, like a, one last question for all of the new uh, people who are entering the like e-commerce Amazon space. Um, what are your tips and tricks? What are your recommendations to to do? Um, tips and tricks. Very general. Very. Uh, okay, um... <laughs> Do your research. Do your research. Don't, don't, uh, or like don't the one mistakes them. that you see every, every newbie da, like does, right? That you actually don't they recommend don't, they, to do. They, they waste time. They don't go in strong and the, they don't go in quick enough in the beginning. They think that it's okay. Let me do everything a little bit later. I'll, I'll list it now with bad pictures and I'll update my pictures a little bit later down the road. Or let me throw up a listing, a title now. And if it doesn't work, I'll change it later. They're not doing everything right in the beginning. Well, let me start at my price. If it doesn't work, I'll lower it. I'll do it. But the, everything like that, it's, it's time is against you on Amazon. It's all about the speed to market and, you know, showing Amazon that things are happening in a quick way and that you're converting quickly. And the longer you wait, the harder it gets and the more money it costs in the long run. Everything costs longer. You know, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're showing Amazon that it's not converting well on, on certain keywords, they're going to want to charge you more for those keywords. They, they're making money off the cost per, they're making money for each click that they get, but they're also making money for the conversion. You know, they're making their fee. They're making money. So they want to put items that they know are relevant uh, for that term. So they know they want to put, they want to show items that are going to convert. So if you're trying to advertise something and it's not converting well, they're not going to want to show it. So you're going to, and, and it's not converting well because maybe it's a great product and your picture sucks or maybe your mm-hmm. title isn't good or maybe your price too high 
and you're not giving the customer a good intro price. And now Amazon thinks that it's not a good, it's not a good match for this keyword. And you're going to have to keep raising your price. Sometimes people raise their price, their cost per click, keep raising it. And they're not even getting any impressions. They're mm -hmm. not getting any impressions. Amazon doesn't think they belong there. It's just about doing it, do it right in the beginning. Do your research, go in with the, go, go in with the bang, you know, great images, great listing, a, a competitive price, do it right. Totally. So yeah, I mean, for everyone who is listening, if you have more questions, uh, if you need more detailed strategy, I highly recommend you to reach out to Jaime. Um, Jaime, how people can find you actually? Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can search my name, Jaime Zabidi. You can also go to my website, JaimeZabidi.com. And you could email me at uh, Jaime at JaimeZabidi.com. Perfect. I'll make sure to also put all of the details you, uh, yeah. here in That'd the description. So yeah, Jaime, that was a really informative session podcast. Uh, thanks a lot for being my guest and sharing all of your insights. Thank you, Jacob. It was great. Perfect. So yeah, my pleasure. thank you for, thank you for listening, for watching and till next time.